This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Absolutely. It is time for us to get into a conversation about how you really manage the talent around you, right? There's a standing joke in the entertainment industry where, where you sort of say, I'm the talent, you know, but um, managing the talent is pretty complex because it is about recognizing the value that somebody brings um, and then monetizing that value and then protecting it. And so the artist manager is a very important part of the equation. If I think of great managers, you know, I'm thinking of, you know, Beyonce Knowles' dad. I'm thinking of uh, Boshe Ogulu, who is Burner Boy's mother. Celine Dion's late husband, Rene Angelil, was a great Manager and Troy Carter is a very dynamic manager. He looks after the careers of John Legend and Lady Gaga. So, South African artists also have managers, somebody who kind of coordinates everything across the value chain uh, the contracts, the performances. Um, and sometimes even just the shoulder to cry on. And if you haven't heard about him, then today you're going to know him. The manager to the stars in South Africa is Refile Ramohase, founder and managing partner at Refram Productions. Refile Ramohase, good morning. Good morning. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I see you've, you've done some reading on the subject. It's nice to see <laughs> I'd add Kuta Braun to that, uh, who manages Justin Bieber's career as well. It's one of the great managers as well. Yeah, we're going to talk about him in a moment. But first, we're talking about you. So <laughs> how did you get into the entertainment and music business and then see yourself become this manager? Um, interestingly enough, I think it was... Um, I started in corporate, as you know. I mean, we were at UCT at the, back in the day together, uh, studying politics, funny enough. Um, and um, I got into corporate, but at a point in time, a friend of mine, a very good friend of mine, Shaga Sesulu, asked me a question that gnawed away at me, right? He asked me what I would do for absolutely no money, um, because that really talked to passion. And it took me about three to four months to answer that question. And when I eventually got to that question, uh, the answer to that question, it came down to two things um, that had demonstrable evidence, right? The first was that I was passionate about music. And the second one was that I had a, a knack and a talent for not only unearthing rough diamonds, but polishing them. And then the intersection of those two things then led to the birth of um, this career trajectory that is artist management when I started and founded a business. Mm. with my then business partner, Kaohelo Mapai, mm. uh, which saw us uh, start off a company called Dream Team Talent Management, which went on to manage a number of individuals, okay. including um, Kulichana, whose career we kind of saw through TKZ and a number of others. Um, so that's how I got into it, really, through okay. a question. So describe for me the role of a manager, because, you know, from what I've read, you're doing everything from contracts, finding the best opportunities to literally making sure that they have sufficient water on stage when they're performing? Well, 
let's start here. Um, in an ideal world, the management of an artist is an ecosystem of individuals that play different roles. So, yes, you're, you've got, you, to give you a sense of what that ecosystem looks like, you've got a personal manager who's likely the person you're going to start your journey with as a new artist. But over and above that, you've got business managers, you've got road managers, you've got uh, entertainment lawyers, you've got a number of different people who play very specialized roles. Um, So in South Africa, the one thing I lament often is the lack of development of this ecosystem. And you kind of see it with a lot of career trajectories because there simply isn't enough artist management talent. Uh, sitting in this particular ecosystem. So you have great talent that actually just does not reach its potential. But yes, the artist manager and the artist management team is going to oversee pretty much every facet of an artist's career. So basically, as the manager, you'd be like the nucleus at the center, but you would have delegated many tasks to other people to make sure that you bring out the best for the artist. Correct. Okay. So... You know, many people love this one in Jerry Maguire, the movie, and um, the manager of Jerry Maguire calls him to say there's a great, great opportunity in the baseball league. And he's like, show me the money. The don't Quan. tell me. Show me the don't, don't, don't tell me anything. <laughs> show me the money, you know. Yeah. And then once and that's all that the artist had to say is tell me that it's a good deal and then let their people speak to my people. So how does it work in, in the context of the South African entertainment and music industry? Look, um, it's pretty much a similar kind of construct. Um, Your manager or your management team should be out there actively looking for opportunities uh, for you, right? Um, And matching kind of your talent and brand to an opportunity that is aligned to it. And of course, once there is an opportunity that does align, there is obviously a great deal of negotiation and discussion that will then happen, which will then kind of land at a place where an artist gets the best possible deal. And again, you know, in Jerry Maguire, it's show me the money, but I think oftentimes it's it's, it's part money, but it's also just kind of part, where does this land us two, three years from now in terms of where we're looking to go in terms of that roadmap? So there is a bit of chess that one needs to play. The, The proverbial taking two steps back to take 10 forward of course, if there's a strategic long-term play. Okay. And that is, yes, oh, sorry. No, sorry. no, no, I'm, I'm, I want you to finish your sentence. Yeah, and that really does talk to kind of, you know, and the very important thing that artist managers and artists need to be doing, which is really kind of looking to build what a vision looks like five, ten mm. years out. And everything that you do then becomes intentional. So you're not doing things just for today. Mm. But you're doing things that will get you to that point five years from now or ten years from oh, now. I'm glad you've elaborated because some people would think, get the check now, you know. They want to pay you yeah. big money now. But the, art, but the manager might say, no, not this, because it doesn't align with where you are going ultimately. Correct. A very good friend and mentor, a gentleman who, had, who started and founded the Moyo Group, yeah. his name was Jason. Um, he said something to me that stayed with me. Um, and it's still something I live by to this day. Mm. A, a person is not defined by what they say yes to, but what they walk away from. Because mm. that speaks to your essence. 
Correct. Okay, so this also reminds me now of the Elvis Presley movie, if you haven't watched it, it's very good, where ultimately the manager thinks it's a great deal for Elvis Presley to have a residency in Vegas for five or six years. Elvis Presley wants to tour the world and travel the world, but the manager sees money in Vegas. Elvis wants the experience of exploring the world, and in the end, he's stuck in Vegas, not touring the world, and gets into a, you know it gets into this quandary and drugs, etc. So the manager wasn't listening. Very important thing as well there, right? That's exactly the thing about kind of goal setting and then kind of being able to check in with each other every once in a while just to make sure that you are still aligned on whether those are the the goals, one, and two, that you're achieving them. Because at the end of the day, an artist, although it's a brand that I'm building, this is not a Coca-Cola, it's not an inanimate object. Mm -hmm. It's an object that is dynamically evolving, changing, growing. Mm -hmm. And as a result of that, you need to make sure that there is congruency between who the person is and who the brand that you're building is. Mm -hmm. Because the moment you have a disconnect there, that's where the individual then starts to act up and then you mm. find all manner of other uh, 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 challenges then playing mm. out. So, yes, a very important point okay. there. Um, so we're told in the music industry in particular, there are different kinds of contracts, but these are the most prevalent. Um a 180 versus a 360 deal and the manager has to know which is the best fit so what what are these contracts or these deals and and how do you figure out what's a great fit for the artist okay cool so maybe just for the purposes of the listener um it's worth just maybe first of all contextualizing the contract you're speaking to speak specifically to recording agreements okay um and recording agreements 180 typically would talk to kind of what a traditional record contract would be, right, which would be recording, um, which would uh, cover specifically um, your recording career. So that would be the recording of music, that would be the putting out of music, the marketing, the packaging and distribution of music. That effectively, in broad terms, is what a 180 is. A 360 is what then starts to evolve, kind of when digital starts to really encroach on music's traditional revenue streams, and record labels start to realize that, you know, they need to participate in as many of the other ecosystem of rights, uh, which includes uh, 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 image and likeness, which mm. include live, which include uh, 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 touring and booking yeah. uh, and merchandise. And that when they talk to 360, it talks to the record label uh, uh, propensity to want to invest a larger amount and then be able to recoup it from a different mm-hmm. family of or from as many family of rights as humanly possible. So yes, you're absolutely right. And I think I'd take it a step back and say, dear manager, these are only two of a myriad of contracts. Uh, you are going to be you're going to be you're going to spend a lot of your time needing to understand and be able to uh, at least be able to engage and understand at a very high level specifically what you know, uh, contracts around synchronization are going to come with, okay. what contracts around um, image and likeness and, 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 and yeah. brand and campaign are going to be like, okay. recording contracts are going to be like. And that's where I guess that ecosystem I talked to, that's where yeah. the importance of an, an entertainment lawyer as part of your team becomes a hugely important asset. Okay, so from what you've said, uh, just tell me if I've understood you correctly. I may be let out, I know how to sing, I want to get into studio. That's fine, that's one thing. But you will come in and say, you're a full package. You are going to do a record in studio. Then you're going to be a personality performing on stage. 
then you're going to do endorsement deals and then you're going to collaborate with other artists and so you need a bigger contract but sometimes the person is just a great studio artist and you say yeah just focus on the studio and we'll hope for the best yeah, simply put, but um, <laughs> I think it, 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 I think that the way to think about it, right, is that, okay, so let's start at your first question. So, yes, when we're talking about the recording contract, as an artist, you're going to come up there, you're going to have talent, and you're going to want to um, perform music. Mm-hmm. Um, you're, you, depending on what your needs are and depending on kind of what your aspirations are, because there is no one-size-fits-all answer, mm-hmm. in certain instances, you might need the capacitation that comes with a label participating in all of your rights. Mm-hmm. But bear in mind, the more as anybody invests, the greater the amount they are going to want to then get as a recruitment. Yeah. So the long and short of it is that, you know, depending on your degree of, 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 of resource, as well as the scope, of your, of, of, uh, the scope and capability of your team, yeah. That will determine which deal is a fit for okay. you with any one particular record label. And there are a number. You can go from anything from distribution, where all they do is make sure that your music is available on mm-hmm. any one of these DSPs, yeah. all the way through to this 360 deal. And again, these percentages then range from the label taking 10 to 15 percent, all the way down to the label taking 90 percent. Wow. And it will all determine. It will all be determined mm-hmm. by the, again the, what I just mentioned there. Yeah. So that's on the recording label side. But as an artist, then you'll grow to become a brand. And when you become a brand, then it's literally how long is a piece of string. You consider my journey with Kuli Chana, and we started as wanting to have a hit record out. We went on to go do all manner of interesting deals, um, which were on the brand and endorsement side, and then went on to do all manner of deals which were business-related deals, where we were now kind of trying to grow the brand and actually then get into equity Mm. stakes and a number of other things. So this journey will become one where you need to understand business and contract broadly. Okay. So let's move on a bit. You mentioned his name, Scooter Braun, uh, and he has managed uh, Justin Bieber. And he's credited with doing many things, Scooter Braun, and one of them is helping Justin Bieber become versatile, I'm told. That he says to Justin Bieber, it's great, you appeal to this demographic, but think of collaborating with Usher Raymond and expand your horizon. So the manager has to also be versatile in his or her thinking. Um, is that, is that what, is what the story tells me? Correct. Um, I would even say that your manager, if he's really good, whereas maybe the artist is looking at 6 to 12 months down the road, your manager is looking at 18 to 36 months down the road. So his eye is slightly lifted and just kind of reading the road and the terrain ahead of you to make sure that you are prepared and ready when that time comes. Mm. And so what makes Scooter Braun so amazing? Because you flagged him up immediately. Look, I mean, uh, Scooter Braun, again, is just one of those guys, to your point, he was, he was always reading the room and reading the road ahead just so well. He was also very cognizant of making sure that any and all of um, uh, Justin Bieber's business rights, uh, 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 as well as intellectual property, were sufficiently protected. Mm-hmm. He was strong enough to be able to walk into any room and negotiate the best possible deal for, uh, for, 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 for Justin Bieber. 
And over and above that, Scooter Braun and him, based on this relationship that they had, which was a really strong trust-based relationship, mm. have managed to kind of bring him into all manner of other deals in the ancillary kind of music universe mm. that have seen them make investments in uh, a, a, a company such as the company that um, um, that, that 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 owned um, what's the Korean group, the Korean super the K-pop group. thing, yeah, okay. Yes, correct. Um, and they have now gone into a tech play that has yielded a multi-billion dollar uh, business. And Justin, Justin Bieber has been along for that ride with Scooter Braun okay. again. So again, a visionary, somebody who's looking ahead 18 to 36 months and seeing these opportunities before anybody else does wow. and making sure that his artist is You use the word trust. How important is trust? Because in a lot of v- very dynamic relationships, you see that it's a spouse or a parent. I mentioned earlier on how Destiny's Child was literally launched by Beyonce's father. And even now, Beyonce still works very closely with her mother. Mariah Carey, her career really took off when she married Tommy Mottola, you know, and then we also know of some difficult ones, Britney Spears and her father, and they had to go to court to get right. him to back off. I'm glad that you kind of put that counterpoint, right? Because trust is important. I think trust is important in any relationship. If you think about it, if you're going to start a business, there has to be a degree of trust. However, what governs that trust and what becomes an important aspect here is that founding document between yourself and that artist which is the artist contract, right? Mm -hmm. Because the artist or the artist management contract, which will, I think, really... What do they say about contracts? Contracts are there for when you now need to have difficult and challenging conversations, Mm -hmm. and they are there to be able to kind of mitigate and work and and, and guide, really, how those conversations are then going to happen. Couple that artist management contract with a set of pre-agreed goals uh, uh, that you agree, uh, agree upon upfront and metric that you measure mm-hmm. that, uh, that, that that you measure mm-hmm. that progress with, then you are going to have a relationship where it is not blind trust, but it is trust right. in the fact that the person is going to do the right thing, and they are going to be transparent enough at any point okay. in time to show you that they're doing the right thing. Okay, so we focused on the talent, and we assume that it all begins with the artist. Then the manager comes, helps to shape your career, helps to brand you and package you. But I've also read that actually. It begins with the manager, because if the manager doesn't think you are worth their time, you have a problem as an artist. And has that ever happened where somebody wants to work with the Refulio Ramukhase and you think to yourself, no, I don't want to be involved in this? Yeah, that's an important point, right? I think as the artist, as well as the artist manager, the advice I give to both is as to dear artists, only work with an artist manager who is genuinely excited about your stuff. This is something I've been kind of, for most of these talks where I speak to artists, uh, and when I speak to artist managers, you, you, it's, it's that thing, you know, when you're doing a thesis and they say, choose a topic that you're going to fall in love with. Because when, you are, when it's cold in the dead of winter and you need to get up and you still have a 12-hour shift at work to still do after you um, put in these three hours, you have to be in, sufficiently in love with that particular process and that idea. Mm. for you to be able to push through the not-so-great moments. Similarly, with an artist and an artist's music, if you aren't a fan, that person's not going to run through walls for you. And you need to, as an artist, you need to be able to be honest about that. If, if your manager isn't a fan of your music, walk away from that relationship. 
Oh my gosh. Okay. And what happens when you have um I won't use any examples because I think it's not fair, but we 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 read about very talented people like they'll you know the earth will never have another Brenda Farsi. Right? But she was complex. And complex not even on the music side. She wasn't complex musically, she was complex on the emotional and social side. And yeah. A lot of relationships fall apart on that side of the spectrum. But here is this gem of an artist. Difficult to manage, I guess. But my gosh, she is music gold. What do you do? Yeah, look, that is, a, that is, that is, that is, that is the conundrum that is genius, right? I mean, I, I, God bless the many managers Kanye West has had to go through. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, you know, um, it's 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 it, it's it's such a difficult one. It's it, it, it's like I guess a parent-child relationship. There is no one formula for this. However, what I will implore artist managers to remember is that they are human first before they're a cash cow. And if you see that other interventions are required, that might need you to pause the career whilst they get their lives back on track. You need to be willing to do that because we talked about trust earlier. If you're going to keep that person's trust when they look at this retrospectively, they need to know that you have their best interest at heart. And that often sometimes means that you're going to need to make difficult decisions. And if those people aren't willing to take those difficult decisions, like a parent, sometimes that will require tough love. Mm. So again, that's the measure of a man or a person. Not what they say yes to, but what they walk away from. And so as we close the conversation, what are the do's, Refula Ramakase? What are the don'ts in artist management? Okay, do's, um, make sure that um, you... In as much as everything is relationship-driven, make sure that you, are, you, have, you, you keep good contracting... Uh, 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 you, you give you give good contract discipline, just so that you can keep a good, so that you can basically make sure that all of the housekeeping is kept in check, both between yourself and the manager, both both between yourself and the artist, but as well as all of these stakeholders and partners that you're going to get involved with. The don't, I, 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 look, it's a don't for me, but it doesn't kind of work for everybody. Is make sure that there is clear boundaries in terms of the work relationship. Yes, be friends. Yes, by all means, Kuli and I, for example, are great friends. But it is very clear that we have a relationship, a business relationship, for example, where I am accountable, and I am clear that I'm accountable specifically to certain things for him, and vice versa. Similarly, with my relationship with Cabello or TKZ or anybody else that I have a business relationship with. So it is important. The don't yeah. is do not do not blur that boundary. Okay, and uh, can you, you know, as manager, also be godfather and uncle and malume? <laughs> I'm thinking Kuli Chana's just had a baby. <laughs> yeah, no, of course, of course. <laughs> but, but but again, it's it, it, it's about understanding that you live in different worlds, yeah. and in that world of work, that boundary is that boundary, and it's sacrosanct. What you say you will do, you will do. It's not some some friend who's going to understand when you didn't.
This has been such an illuminating conversation with Rafilo Ramukhase. He's the founder and managing partner, partner, I can't talk today, at Refram Productions. He is an artist manager who has helped to shape the careers of many, many dynamic artists um, in our country. Um, You would have seen him at that moment of tragedy for the Forbes family showing up to bring this body of musicians together. He's super, super talented and he is South Africa's version of Scooter Braun. And I know for many young artists, they want it all, just like Kulichana wanted it all. (laughs) Wanted all, get yourself a great manager. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.